Home Time with Bush and Ritchie. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, you learn something every day. Well, I like to think you do. I learned something today. You'll, you'll hear later as an aside uh, during this episode. Uh, Paulie Toddler at home at the moment. He'll be fine. Um, but uh, whilst taking his temperatures today, uh-huh. I was, after about an hour of just, you know, taking temperatures, just, you know, seeing how he was, was it coming down, that kind of thing. I was um, I was beginning to think that the thermometer was 40. Uh-huh. So if I stuck it in one ear, uh, it was registering warmer than the other. Right. So I did one of those Google searches and says, is one side of your head warmer than the other? And it turns out that if you are taking a human's temperature, uh-huh. you should always do it in the same ear because one side of your head is always warmer than the other. That's what, so what everyone's got a warmer side of head than than someone else. Correct. I might be a left-sided warmer head. You might exactly. be right-sided. Yes. Well, I never. It's unbelievable, there isn't you it? Go. Little. Uh, you don't have to watch QI to find stuff out, right? Okay. I can do it too. There you go. Just a little. What, what a start. What a start to this podcast. That story is. I'll have another fact for you at the end. One of those days where I've come to work uh, today for uh, a break. Uh, got a slightly under the weather uh, toddler at home, so uh, been at his beck and call all morning. Little finger bell going on. <laughs> exactly that. He's um, he, he, he's not the greatest of patients, um, and unfortunately for me, uh, there has been a bit of a knock-on effect. You know what it's like when they're slightly under the weather and you're doing everything for them and all that kind of stuff. So I was on the floor, sort of bending over at one point to get something, and he just out of nowhere just goes. Daddy, I can see your bum bum. Oh dear! No, oh I was I was fully clothed at the time. What were you actually wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing what I'm wearing right now. Man. Wow. Okay, so that, okay, they so must poke out a little bit there's, there. There's, <laughs> there's, there's the context. I've got jeans and a jumper on today, but I'm at home and I'm on the floor and I'm sorting a bits of bobs out and picking toys. Up. Daddy, I can see your bum bum. I am fully aware that post Christmas and into January, all right, I've put a little bit on. That's fine. I'm aware of that. I don't need a three year old pointing out that the trousers aren't fitting and that they're slipping a little bit b- around the waist. It's just, kids are brutal. They don't realise what they're saying. They do say they do say horrible stuff. And, uh, you, you know, it's good to write it down and remind them of it when they, when they grow up a little bit. Oh, yeah. My, our middle daughter, Thea, and this is the weirdest thing, and it keeps happening. She did it, in fact, even last week, because we've got one of these um, restaurants on the corner as we drive towards where we live. Whenever we go past KFC yeah. and you go past the picture of the colonel, yeah. she always points out the window and go, it's daddy. <laughs> Now, I don't know if it's that compliment or not. I mean, the Colonel's kind of... He's a good-looking guy, but he's got glasses, I guess. You if know what she's I mean? saying that you fry chicken wonderfully, then I'd say I'd take it as high praise. It's very early to be doing a busher like. She's only three years old. Do you know what I mean? If there is something brutal that a child has said to you where they've called out the truth without even realising it, share it this evening, please. So All if right? you didn't have a belt on, your trousers would have dropped to your ankles like uh, a clown in, a, in some kind of fairground. Would have been awful. What are the most brutal things that uh, a child has said to you? Lee says, I'm knocking on a bit now. I'm a little follically challenged. A couple of years ago, my then three-year-old niece offered to help me look for the rest of my hair. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would stay with you, wouldn't it? Poor Lee. Chuck in, call him cue ball as well, and to be done with it. Uh, this couple have gone in our family. Uh, my um, uh, my niece, Katie, so my brother's daughter, Katie, is famous now. She's like, you know, 12 now, but when she was a baby or a little kid, she was sat on my mum's knee and asked her, Nana, why are your eyes all yellow? <laughs> which I think is still stuck with my mum to this day. And then this other one, this is one I did that my mum keeps reminding me about. Uh, we, we, my mum had a mate when we were kids who had uh, two 
Um, oh, I don't know how to put this. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know how to put something... Two daughters... OK, yeah. OK, who uh, were a little bit intimidating-looking. OK. Put it that way. OK, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and we bumped into them in town uh, when we were kids, like I was out with my mum, and I asked my mum while she was in mid-conversation with their mum... Uh, Mum, why are those two boys wearing skirts? Which still gets brought up to this day as well. Oh, my goodness. Hashtag I can see your bum bum. Uh, love <laughs> this text. This is, this is one of my favourite texts of the show this week, right? Uh, someone says, uh, they don't leave the name, I remember going to a motorbike show and my younger brother shouted to my dad, look at all these fat pirates. And he was talking about Hell's Angels. <laughs> He's brave. He said my dad nearly bricked it. <laughs> we've had a great text in from Helen who we've just been trying to call back and uh, get hold of. I think she's, I think she's through. Uh, uh, but uh, Helen, it's Bush and Richie. Shut up. No, oh, it is. It's Destiny promised you it's us. us. It's this new service we offer where we phone each and every listener mid-show and just see how they're getting on. <laughs> we keep busy. Yeah. yeah. We thought we'd give you a call. You texted us. What's the uh, what's the what's the brutal thing then that uh, your kids have said to you? It's horrible. Uh, yeah. So uh, they're seven-year-old identical twins, and they have skinny club, um, which usually happens in their bedroom. Um, but if I go in to offer a drink or a snack or anything during Skinny Club, I get told that I am not welcome. <laughs> so you're, you're not welcome in Skinny Club. Do they have Skinny Club? Because obviously, if they're, were they born premature? They, they were like yes, born sorry, small, I guess. Yeah, I should have explained that. They're not just horrible. <laughs> I was going to say, that is brutal. <laughs> no, they were born premature. And, so we, you know, it's a bit of an issue. We have to have clothes taken in all the time because they are very svelte. Yeah. So we always have to have clothes taken in around the waist. Um, so they sort of embraced it and developed Skinny Club. But, um, Good for them. Welcome. And then, yeah. and then you walk in and you get told you can't. <laughs> you don't fit the criteria. That is brutal. No, I, I am not allowed in Skinny Club. I, I get swiftly reminded that Mummy's too big for Skinny Club. <laughs> Fantastic. And I tell you what, yeah. you tell them from us, if, if they're, you know, sometimes gets down about having to have clothes taken in, yeah. give it 20, 30 years, <laughs> they'll absolutely dream for that. Wish for it. <laughs> okay, so you hit 30, your time will come. <laughs> you may be skinny now. <laughs> uh, Tracy, text, when I was an au pair in New York, I was going out with some friends, hair, makeup done, all dressed up, went to say goodnight to the boys I was looking after, and the three year old said you look like a clown oh. was the 80s but I don't think I've worn makeup since I'm thinking instantly Madge Ramsey from Neighbours big shoulder pads that kind <laughs> yes. of look uh, Phil in Glasgow's texted in to say hi guys when my daughter three at the time now seven and I were out shopping a few years ago I had her on my shoulders as uh, she was a bit tired I put something heavy in the basket so briefly put my, put my daughter down uh, put said object in the basket before picking her up again and putting her back on my shoulders but as I put her on my shoulders she slapped me on the head and threatened to put me in heaven if I put her down again. It's the first and only time I've ever been a bit afraid of her. <laughs> this one here says, my three-year-old daughter told my wife that she liked her new pyjamas. She was trying on a new outfit before going out for a drink. That would affect you, wouldn't that would stay in your head? <laughs> I certainly wouldn't go out in the outfit. I'd go and change. Uh, Joe in Ayrshire says, normally when I return from the shop, I have a treat hidden for my four-year-old boy. One night I came back with some beers and crisps. He said, what did you get me? I told him nothing. Then he said, what's hiding up your shirt? He then pressed my teeth shirt and said, oh, it's just your jelly belly. <laughs> jelly belly. Uh, Maddie, what did you get told? Well, I was getting changed once after a bath and my three-year-old son referred to my long boobs. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Deary me. I was overjoyed. No dinner for him. Do you know what? I think it's the next thing that my three-year-old could be saying to me, in fairness. <laughs> long boobs. Absolutely awful. <laughs> uh, that's fine. What's his name? Let's have his name. Come on. His name is Charlie. He'll be thrilled. Charlie Kiernan. All right, Charlie Kiernan. Look what you've done to your mum. Getting your own back, Maddie. Thank you very much. 
Can I start this hour of the show by uh, offering my respect to the team at the C2C ticket office at the Chalkwell train station? It's my local train station. They're nice people. They're always friendly. Always got a smile in the mornings, which is a nice thing. But you know what I like the most about the staff at the C2C Chalkwell train station? Do you know what I like about them the most? Go on. Uh, they've got a stick. <laughs> They've got a stick that they all use. I'm fascinated by this thing. I was trying to have a little look in the booth to see if they're using it. Uh, basically, they've got this three-foot-long wooden stick that they used to tap the gate open button so they don't have to get out of their seat to do it. Love that. You know, if they need, they're trying to let someone through, they know he's already paid. Mm -hmm. They just tap it. They whack it with this three-foot stick. So is this like a stick that looks like it was once a branch or is it sort of like a, a, a whittled and wizened stick? What, what, in what form is the stick? It looks a little bit like... I remember my dad made a cricket bat that we used to play beach cricket with when we were kids. Great. It's like handmade for purpose. Awesome, that's awesome. It's got a lot of wear on it, so it's all kind of curved around through frequent use. Mm -hmm. I think the end where they've hit the, the, the touchpad for opening the gates. That's worn down through usage. <laughs> and I just love that ingenuity. It's the undercurrents of MacGyver. So I thought, this hour of the show, if everyone's up for it, let's celebrate sticks. <laughs> Everyone loves a stick. You go back to when you were a kid, one of the best things in the world is finding a brilliant stick yep. and maybe like walking home with it from school or hitting a load of the side of gates yes. to make it go... <laughs> but if you use a stick in the workplace or at home for a specific purpose... Please get in touch and tell us about it. Stick, you got a stick? Stick hour on home time. It's a stick hour. I do have a stick. Um, I've got a stick. I'll leave this with you really quickly and then please move on, all right? Be okay. ready to move on. Uh, bit of DIY dyno rod. Okay, that's it. No. Yeah, leave you've, it. I said move on. You've just had a lovely extension done. You're still using a stick. No. <laughs> the spirit of the ginnel has gone, but it lives on in this stick. No, the ginnel was a bucket. Uh, look, move on. So at one point, just, just I don't want to labour the point, but at one point you had a ginnel and a stick going on in that house. Yeah. House of horrors, mate. <laughs> It's a house of horrors. Uh, Shorster says, as a student, we had an old broom handle that we used to click the TV buttons over. She says, yep, old school TV. Love that. That's the ingenuity Love after. that. Do you have a stick for a specific purpose? Now, a lot of the sticks that are coming in early days on stick hour uh, obviously have one single use, which is great. Single know. use stick. Brilliant. What about this tweet here? About 20 years ago, I had a stick with a hook on the Ooh. end so that I could turn the telly on and then grab the PlayStation controller. That is amazing. This it's is so genius. Good. It's pure MacGyver. Matt says, uh, we've got a stick for retrieving the dog's ball from under the sofa, stroke cupboard, stroke down the side of the fridge when she pushes it in there as part of her, inverted commas, little game. <laughs> There's a bit of an edge to that. Heather says, I've got a walking stick, one that looks like it should be used by an alpine mountaineer, but I've put a rubber thimble on the end. Ooh. Kind of type that banks would have to count money so you don't have to lick your fingers. I I use it to open and close my curtains because I'm only just over five foot and my windows are high up. I also open the top windows with it. Little shorty stick. Yeah. Uh, Janine says, my husband created the ball grabber stick for my sons when the ball goes into the very tall hedge at the end of our garden. The handle extends. Uh, it says it was once part of a long-reach window cleaner. Brilliant. This this thing, uh, we tweeted it at Absolute Radio. Have a look. It's amazing. We've got Samantha on the line. Tell us about your stick. It's about four foot long. It, um, my two cats and my dog both constantly come in and out of my bedroom during the night and I am just way too lazy to get up and push the door back together myself. Wow, so your, your bedroom sounds like Piccadilly Circus with them coming and going. <laughs> oh, oh, it is a bit like that. I wanted to put a cat flap in the bedroom door which would have saved me the trouble of <laughs> shutting the door. Hey, what a great but... idea. Why do people not do that? People don't normally do internal cat flaps, do no. they? No. should do. Uh, Samantha, you should do that. Retire the stick. <laughs> 
yeah, maybe I should, but I think my partner's having none of it. So, <laughs> t- talk us through then. It's middle of the night, one o'clock in the morning, your dog comes in, the door goes, yeah. opens, light in your face. You get, what is it, a bamboo stick or like a big... It is a, it is a bamboo stick, which I've actually painted multicolours, so it looks nice in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> What's he got on the end of it? Has he got like a sock on the end of it, or is it just straight bamboo right to the end? No, it's just a straight bamboo right to the end. I would suggest just for the sake of your door, you do need to put some kind of tip on the end of it. A rubber end. Put a rubber end yeah, on maybe there. It, yeah, maybe it, Maybe one of those pen, pencil rubbers will do the trick. Maybe I'll do that. Brilliant. And what, do you give it, have you got a name for it? If people were to go in your room and say, what's that? <laughs> oh, my God. It's my shutty door stick. <laughs> shutty door stick. There's the marketing name. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Everyone, everyone needs one. Brilliant. Lovely to speak to you. That's fantastic. Thank you. Kirsty says, My husband Mike has a piece of handrail called Bessie that he keeps under the bed in case you get an intruder. It's a bit more like a stick. Does it count? Yeah, I think it does. Uh, Andy the Posty says, uh, That's back in the day when I was a gardener, I found a stick that was curved at one end. It was perfect for scraping all the wet grass that got stuck under the lawnmower. Mm. After a week's holiday, I came back. It was nowhere to be seen. One of the lads had got rid of it. Jealousy is a terrible thing. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbour's stick. And this one here from Pete, who's painting in Horsham says uh, guys I've been using a 42 year old wooden cricket stump bought as a child as a paint stick for stirring in the last 28 years the end is so covered in paint now it looks more like Captain Caveman's club than a cricket stump someone's texting saying Bush and Richie is Stokey the decorator here just a quick word regarding stirring paint with a cricket stump the golden rule is you should never stir paint with a round stick I did not know that. It's put a flea in the ear of the other guy, isn't it? He was an actual professional decorator. Uh, Someone else uh, has tweeted, Andy, says, Bush and Ritchie, some excellent stick talk in this hour of the show, but why are you ignoring the traffic news of a shed load of planks near Swindon? Some fantastic stick action there, surely. I mean, they say that, but is a plank a stick? Listen, we haven't got all night to even get to the bottom of that. (laughs) Home time at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. Chris, tell us about your stick. Well, it's called a pay stick. Right. Um, and used it in the British Army to pace out the steps for the soldiers to know where they line up on the drill square. Right, so it so, is a stick, but it opens up, it folds into like a V shape, and you walk with it. You could actually do a competition with it called the Pace Stick Competition, um, but I don't use it as much as I should do on the drill square. I use it to sort of like poke at people and shout at them when they're being naughty. Dude, you prod them in the chest and say, get your shoes polished again. <laughs> I'm not going to get myself fired. Um, no, I don't do that. <laughs> where, would wow. you, where would you buy one of these from? Is there sort of like an army, I guess, uh, what, army surplus store or something? Excuse That's my ignorance. Correct. Yeah, usually they get um, handmade because of your height. Right. So, yeah, they're, uh, they're quite good. Do you know what? We, 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 a bit of power. We, well, this is it. I was only talking the other week to Mother Half Katie. It takes us about an hour to get out of the house at the moment, just yeah. trying to get everyone dressed and out of the house. If I got a pay stick, I think I'd be able to speed that up by cut the time in half. It's got gold tips. Brilliant. Oh, gravitas. Yeah. That says gravitas. That's a stick with bling, that is. That really is a stick yeah. with bling. It's the, it's the power of stick. And you get it from sergeant onwards all the way up to sergeant major. Uh, we're going to pull down the shutters now on a stick hour. It's been good fun. Thanks it's gone for well. It's been good laugh, hasn't it? Uh, thanks for people getting in touch with sticks that they use for certain reasons. Uh, uh, just a couple to finish up with here. Wilbur says, this might be the, one of the best ones we've had so far. I have a stick that I fended off a lion in Kenya whilst oh, driving yeah. a pregnant woman to the hospital. Oh, right. You're not having that. <laughs> no, I'm not, not having, having that. it. <laughs> Sorry. Wilbur. Uh, this is the quaintest and I do believe it. Uh-huh. Louisa says my mum gets lots of snails in her watering can. They get stuck <laughs> down the spout. So she has a bamboo cane by the outside tap specifically for poking out snails. 
It's a Wednesday. It's our midweek games night. Let's talk about the prize before we get into the competition itself. Uh, we're looking very much forward to next week to seeing your cheeky little faces for Bush and Ritchie's board game Bonanza. Yes. Here in London, uh, Tuesday of next week, 15th of February, uh, we have a table, final table to give away for you and three Bezzy mates to come along. We're going to be playing some amazing board games, including Catan, Ticket to Ride, Double, Dixit, Azul, Seven Wonders and loads more. Richie's going to be doing some spot prizes. Yeah. I'm going to be doing an indie disco and there'll be cocktails too. So it's a great prize. The big question is, how on earth do you win it? The Winter Olympic Sound. Hold on a second. <laughs> the Winter Olympics underway. We're all loving it. Um... Are we, though? <laughs> yeah, we are. Are we? <laughs> now, listen. So, uh, do you remember when the Olympics was on last year? One of our games for the Midweek Games Night, uh, we played the Olympic Sound. It was so popular, it ran and ran and ran. I think it was I away for a week. I came back and this competition would not end. You were away. I started the competition. It didn't end for a long while, but contractually we had to finish it, so you had to suffer it while we were while you were back. Yeah. Was, was it still on when the um, when the, the Paralympics were on as well? It, it almost straddled two different Olympics, I think. I think all the Olympics had finished and it was still going on. <laughs> so I, I'm concerned about this. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm deeply, deeply concerned about this. The Winter Olympic sound debuts tonight. What you're about to hear, dear listener, is sounds from three Olympic sports. Right. If you can correctly identify them, you could be off to our board game bonanza next week. Let's have a listen to the sounds. Here we go. <laughs> See, you've not learned from last time. <laughs> This is, this is the reason why it didn't go last time, because that's ridiculous. Oh, I'm laughing so much, it makes me dizzy. Um, let's hear the sounds again. <laughs> and you, if you've even any idea what they are, I urge you to step forwards and let's bring this to a conclusion. Uh, the person with the most correct answers wins a table. If two or more listeners uh, guess the same amount correct, we'll pick a number, pick a winner at <laughs> randomly. Just another facet of this hooky competition. <laughs> It's not okay, it's all above board. Obviously, the first person to get all correct comes, but if that doesn't happen tonight, you don't want to give away a prize next week when it's gone already, so that's how we're going to do it. So listen to these, pick up the phone if you know it, help us all out, do us all a favour and let's get this one. Right, let's take some guesses, who's this? Hi, yeah, my name's Craig. Hello, Craig, where are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm in London, mate. Craig, uh, we're very much. Hoping, I'm very much hoping that this competition comes to a, a satisfactory conclusion this evening. You've got a good feeling that you know what these sounds are? I'll have a pop, you never know. Okay. Craig, take it away. What are the three Winter Olympic sounds? Bobsleigh, curling and eye-topping. You have one out of three. Oh. That's not bad, is it? It's not bad. It's a good start. It's depending on how everyone else does, might get you off uh, to our board game Bonanza. Uh, well played, Craig. Thank you very much. Home time, hello, who's this? Oh, hey, it's Nick. Nick, you sound very chilled out, very calm. Have you got a good ear for sounds and guessing what they are? Well, not brilliantly. We've kind of had a family effort between the three of us here. I mean, we've gone for one sport each. Well, well Nick, it. take it away. What are the Winter Olympic sounds? So, my little lad reckons it's snowboarding. Um, Mrs B is calling curling. And I'm pretty sure the luge is in there somewhere. Well, Nick, I have to tell uh, your family that uh, you got two out of three. They're good. Two out of three. Could see you at the board game Bonanza. Home time, hello. Who's this? Hi, it's Dave. Dave. Dave, where, what are you doing at the moment? Where are you? Um, I'm, I'm driving home from work. OK, you're hungry as well? You sound like a man that's hungry. Um, yes, yes, very much so. 
What are you having? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I think maybe fish and chips tonight. Fair enough. Oh, Good man. He's having man. a brilliant evening. Make it even better if you can guess these three sounds that Richie's plucked Rich. from the Winter Olympics. I think it's curling, short course speed skating and ski jump. I'm afraid we're back to one out of three there, Dave. Hard luck, fella. I do believe one of them was a made-up sport, but thanks for getting involved. (laughs) (laughs) Can you guess what those three sounds are from the Winter Olympics, which are going on at the moment, to win a big prize? Uh, Let's go to the phones. Who's this on the line? Hello, this is Ellie Ritchie. Hello, Ellie. Uh, Welcome to the Winter Olympic sounds. Thank you. Ellie, uh, have you had your tea this evening? What's your situation? No, not yet. I'm on a Weight Watchers diet, so it's salad for tea. Oh, Ellie. Yeah, pretty, pretty grim, but I'm losing weight. I've lost 11 pounds, so... Good well, on you. There you go. It's worth it. Keep on going. Uh, yeah. Ellie, what are the three Winter Olympic sounds? I think it's curling, bobsleigh and snowboarding. Uh, let me do some maths here. Ellie, one out of three. Oh, unlucky. Oh, OK. Back to that salad. Yeah, <laughs> Home time. You. Hello. Who's this? Danny. Danny, welcome to the Winter Olympic Sound. Thank you. He's a man who means business, Danny. I feel like we just need to get to his guest. He's not He's not here for small talk. He just wants to get on with it and get this one. Mario. What are your three sports, Danny? Uh, curling, toboggan and speed skating. Uh, it's one out of three, Danny. We'll um, uh, put you out of your misery. Sorry, fella. Sorry, mate. You do sound like you could easily knock the pair of us out, so we're just going to be polite and say, good guess, but you're not right. <laughs> right then, quiz master. <laughs> where, where does that leave us, then? Because obviously right. it's a rollover, because no-one's <laughs> yeah, guessed them all. So, um, next week, the Winter Olympic sound will return. Of course it does. Uh, but there won't be a table for the board games night, because that would have happened. All right, so next week it returns as a rollover. This man is stood in front of pages of T's and C's. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> so we'll be playing for a Home Time 2022 tea towel next week. Uh, but looking at uh, the answers we had this evening, Nick got two out of three, which was the best score of uh, the nearlies. So the one who put his whole family working on it, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so Nick will be at our board game bonanza on the 15th of February. And it's with a heavy, heavy heart I say that uh, the Winter Olympic sound will return next week on our midweek games night. So there you go, another podcast. Um, got another fact, do you want one? Do you want to know the answer? <laughs> <laughs> I really hope, I really hope the listener's not being as obtuse as you. <laughs> go on, do the fact, do the fact. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think you want a fact. Let's have the fact. You don't want the fact. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to stand in the way of the listeners. The listeners <laughs> might want the facts. Did you know that you breathe out of one nostril at the time and it rotates every 15 minutes? There you go, you didn't want the fact, did you? <laughs> Told you. It's a good fact.